Hey, this is Ritz. This is Kareem. And this is The, the Dope Cast. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Yo, is this some fourth wall mm-hmm. shit? Tell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the audience what we're going to be doing tonight. Kareem. All right, so number one, as the only podcast scientifically proven to cure COVID, because uh, I don't have COVID. Yeah. I mean, I got cured from COVID. Yeah, I mean, I got cured twice. Great. So we're like 300% on this COVID cure shit for hosts of this podcast, yeah. which I think makes it a pretty landmark scientific kind of podcast. Yeah, breakthrough, breakthrough. Breakthrough. This is, this is what the WHO should be listening to. <laughs> so anyway, we're not going to talk about, obviously, we love talking about our esoteric universal shit, but today we just want to kind of talk about what making season one was like. Um, a little bit of what became the inspiration for the topics that we chose, Um, uh, what it felt like to make all of it, and partially why it's been so difficult to come up with more topics for season two, and hopefully season three at some point. But, um, you know, this is as much of of a review of what we've been doing as it is, you know, for you guys listening in, a peek into like our process. And whatever we say tonight, I think might be a revelation on both ends, you know. Um, anyway, we could go straight into it. Would you? Let's start with you. What were your thoughts? Like when we first started this, what did you hope it would be? To be honest, I remember um, a lot of a lot of nights out when we were younger lads. Yeah. Ooh. You know, gathered around a small table and we were talking about shit amongst a really loud background of kind of music and, <clears throat> and, and crowds. But I would be listening in kind of intently at what you guys had to say because uh, I found in our drunken stupor and our most vulnerable states, yeah. um, we said some pretty thought-provoking shit. And the shitty part about it was that the next morning, I completely <laughs> forgot. All I know was that I had this 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 inkling that you know something was triggered, right. but I don't know what to point to or what to reference. Right. Um, so I think long before the podcast started, I was putting my handphone in the middle of the table. That's right. And yeah. just voice memoing some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and thank God, thank God we don't, we don't have Oh yeah, we're never going to publish that. Remember yeah. that time I, I said, <laughs> I was like, terrorists haven't figured out better than other people. Yeah. Damn, dude, no. Shit's going to get us canceled. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I thought, I thought obviously going into it with an intent of, okay, there is a fairly large audience that's going to tune into this. Yeah. So we should, we should structure our thoughts a little bit more. And let's just go back into the essence of what we were trying to discuss. Yeah. Um, when when we, it was just like a group of friends trying to talk about life. Yeah. And I think initial feedback uh, on the podcast and some of the people who have heard it, who have come to me, they've said that they like the authenticity of us just like truly not giving a fuck yeah. like who the audience is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and just talking about things that we're, we're genuinely curious about. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we haven't had many sponsors come in and offer their that, offer their offer their support. Um, you think that shit's brand safe? Exactly, exactly. There's yeah. we learned about brand safety. <laughs> like 
long after the yeah. podcast had already started and, and, and we had and we had kind of implemented a, a tonality that was well received by our yeah. our audience yeah um, but I, I, I to me I think it's it's a it's a large part of how we keep ourselves authentic I wouldn't trade that um, I wouldn't trade that for 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 money <laughs> okay I mean would you I would would you <laughs> if, I mean if it's on a podcast and fucking Herman Miller was like, I'll give you two Aeron chairs to sit on. On a podcast? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. We're, we're conversing on sophisticated Herman exactly. Miller chairs. The most ergonomic shit ever. Like, I'd, I'd have to consider it. Okay. What? Okay. Maybe we can add beeps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll consider adding beeps. But, 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 but I think the, the, the kind of the essence of it is that yeah. we're, we have no filter in terms of what we're trying to bring to the table in terms of the conversation. Yeah. And we're not afraid to ask questions that are kind of be, going to be pointy. Yes. And like, and we don't prepare for this shit. Like that's, yeah. that's nine episodes. Yeah. Like between 15 to 40 minutes long. None of that shit was scripted. Yeah. For sure. That's true. And sometimes you would ask, ask me questions. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I wish you would have given me a heads up on that one before I go on this, like, drunken rant yeah. and, and only to circle back to, oh, fuck. Yeah. Should I have not said that? Um, but yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts? So uh, before, before we get to that, I want to ask you, because, like, this has been on my mind a little bit, and this is part of the feedback I would get about, like, our podcast. True. Um, how much and to what extent do you think alcohol on the podcast is beneficial and to what extent is it detrimental we, we, we talk about authenticity sounds like an Amanda question I, I'm not going to point fingers I've gotten feedback that we're too drunk on the podcast <laughs> but I mean you know I, I'm, I'm pro alcohol it's fine I'm just saying like uh, we mentioned authenticity we mentioned like going on these rants and I kind of like how off the cuff it is and even though those like our opinions and maybe some of the things that we're trying to make sense of as, as we're talking might need a revisiting uh, on a later date, but it felt it feels real at the time. And mm. there's like a nugget of a lot of truth there mm. about how we view the world um, when we talk about the influences that influence us in, in seeing the world. But how uh, I'll, I'll cut the shit. Do you think we could do that sober? Or do you think it would be less entertaining? Do you think it would be? No, I think I think you and I could definitely do it sober. Um, but when what what I will say, alcohol helps me with individually is or personally is that it lets my mind drift into certain places that are kind of tangential, but not completely out of the out of the ballpark. Yeah, and then I come up with a, another string of ideas, right? right? Um, if I were to, if I were to kind of do this completely sober, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I would have a pretty s structured and hard to, hard to, hard to kind of like budge point of view on things. Right. Like there are things that maybe, maybe I already have set in my mind, but I'm not open in mind, open-minded enough for me to explore kind of whether that's. So one of those like airtight thoughts or you know an yeah. airtight kind of idea that you already had 
up yeah. your sleeve that you're like, oh, this is it. Yeah, because the thing is, the structure of this is that you and I yeah. are experts in none of these topics. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like we're coming in as subject matter experts yeah. and like delivering the, the facts. you know, you know, the facts and yeah. like the the a whole kind of synthesis of of what the topic is about. Yeah. It's us in a way conversing to open not only each other's minds yeah. but ourselves, right, our own minds yeah. to kind of what are what are things that need to be thought about around this topic? Mm, I think it helps with that. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, I see uh, where you're coming from. I think there's like, I was just re-listening to some of our old episodes. I'd say in some of those episodes, wait, okay, since we're talking about booze, clink. Cheers. Cheers. This episode is sponsored by 1800 Millennial Tequila. Yeah. Shout out to Gamal for losing a bet yeah. and, and, and having to buy us this. Making a very bad bet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yo, what a champ. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I think. No, I lost my train of thought. Alcohol. Yes. Yay or yeah. nay? Oh. oh. Oh, sorry. No, what I was saying is. This makes for a really shitty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the behind the scenes. This is the behind the scenes. It's fine. It's fine. Um, what I was trying to say is some of the last minutes of our old episodes mm. are like kind of rough to hear. Okay. And it's because <laughs> we're like really drunk. And I agree that there are points where we're really trying to listen to each other's position. Right. And like, oh, it, you know, that's something you've never quite thought about or there's... I wouldn't say a lot of hedging, but definitely a lot less conviction in the things that we say that we would when we when we're sober. Mm. And I think part of that is we're either experimenting with that idea or like verbally expressing that idea for the first time or whatever, mm. uh, which makes us more open to that that idea or these ideas being picked apart and questioned yeah. um, for for further examination. But last five minutes of some of these episodes. We're just like repeating the same shit, right, you know. Right, 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 right. We're just going around and around. Um, but no, actually, you put that you put that uh, in 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 a, in a fair way. I think what the alcohol does is it contributes to kind of reducing the inhibitions that we have in expressing ideas that we haven't fully formed. Right. Because mm. I feel when I talk to you, it's a safe space. Like I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take your affirmation of my idea as a conquest right in a in a in a intellectual debate right right right. i'm completely fine surrendering ground on something that i'm positing and you are giving me great counters to or like great uh perspective on and after the podcast or even during the podcast i can reformulate my position on it yeah 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 okay yeah but 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 I agree. Last five minutes of some of these episodes, yeah. especially the longer episodes, are, <laughs> yeah, are terrible. And, and, and potentially worth hiring an editor, you know, just, just a third party editor, yeah. <clears throat> Amanda, to, to kind of sift through this, this and just like, you know, generously edit out all the oh. nonsense. We'd, we'd have like a three minute podcast if that were the case. I'd, I'd want somebody who is more forgiving on the... <laughs> Right, 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 right. Okay. On, on that threshold of what makes good content, you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> okay. Other than the alcohol, what other kind of like variables do you think come into play that could that could potentially um, 
you know, improve improve the the uh, the quality of the podcast. So, I number one, I think guests helped a lot. Hmm. Um, uh, fresh perspective. I know, you know, it's it's so funny because when I looked at our roster of guests, I initially felt that these are our closest friends mm-hmm. and since they are our closest friends what are the chances they have wildly varying opinions on some of these things right like we're all demographically similar and and it's not like we have uh, when we talk about regrets of the dying for example it's not like we have somebody who's like 80 right talking about like well i'm gonna die soon and this is what i feel you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um which admittingly might be a interesting 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 podcast that. But we go to the hospital and be like, "Are you are you almost there? Like, let me let me get you on this. Get let me give you your fifteen minutes of fame before you you kind of like sizzle out." Yeah, yeah. Uh, admittingly, write that think... one down. Write that one down. <laughs> Fine, dying people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I looked at our roster of of guests and I I thought initially like, huh. That's funny that these are the people we kind of came up with. But um, ultimately, as, as I listened through the podcast, I found out that uh, they do have varying, uh, you know, or like there's a lot of variance in there in terms of opinion. I think it's because the questions that we wanted to ask seemed so personal. Mm. If you look at it demographically, you'd think, I mean, just to, just to keep it at 100 over here, like people would be as interested in money a good career a legacy and in a very professional Mm. kind of sense but you listen to it and it turns out people have all sorts of aspirations and all sorts of um thoughts about what we want to say about like let me take another example um end game calibration again that's like legacy right Mm. um and when we talk about regrets of the dying oh sorry no uh what was the one we did with jealousy Right. When we talk about jealousy, these are just all very personal experiences that people go through. Um, I think guests definitely make it um, more interesting. Mm. Uh, I, I, I would go so far as to say some of our best episodes were the ones where we had guests, yeah. um, where we could just bounce kind of chemistry off of. Um, I would say there were like some really fun. There, there were also very fun episodes. Just, just like personally, I feel. Adding people into the kind of the mixture um, just made it made it even more like the old days when we would we yeah. would kind of sit around a table and just be talking shit. That's true. You also did that episode with Jules and Adam. Yeah, which I thought was was great. that never made it out. That did. Did it? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's published? Which one was that? Yeah, contentedness. contentedness. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Episode three. You know, good shit. I thought that was really good. I thought that was a really, um, it's a it's a topic you could take anywhere. Mm. Um, obviously, we we aim for all of these topics to you know you could kind of take it anywhere you want. But I think contentedness is so unique to so many people mm. uh, because you always feel like you almost have it in life, kind of sort of always. Mm. Like oh, I remember when I felt content. Yeah, you know, but it changes over the years and whatever influences you kind of influences you differently so number one i definitely would say guess Mm. um number two uh so the reason i keep bringing up regrets of the dying 
and and the reason why I kind of like it is because it's based off a book, and I'll be real, I didn't read that shit, mm-hmm. um, but I did like spark notes it off of the internet, and that amount of preparation alone, I think, helped a lot. And obviously, we want to be a you know we want to be authentic, and I don't want to regurgitate someone's talking point or mm. or whatever uh, or continuously reference an idea in a book, for example. But to have that framework for how to think about that particular issue. So, mm. although regrets of the Di- when we were talking about regrets of the dying, it's a lot like spending time with the people that you love, speaking up more, having more courage. When you looked at the framework to why people said those things, mm-hmm. even that was a thought starter that I thought was quite meaningful. Yeah. Um, I don't think, obviously, um, I think getting original kind of topics are super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, preliminary reading, I think, might go a long way. And that's something I, I don't particularly think I thought about much when we were uh, recording back then. Yeah, for sure not. Uh, I remember having a lot of fun. I also, man, like, I, I think it's one of those things, like, you always kind of hate how you sound. Yeah. You know, on, on recorded shit. Um, I sound very stiff. I was talking like this almost all of the time. True. Which, I don't know, man. That's not how I sound in real life, you know? <laughs> That, I mean, but you would have also gotten both positive and negative feedback on that t- that type of style. So for example, my, my mom listened to you speak and you was like, oh, that's a very well articulated articulated boy. <laughs> uh, like, yes. Yeah, I, su- I suppose I can understand his, his, his thinking quite easily. And that's, that's, that's a... That's a that's the outcome of, of the way you speak. That's my that's my key audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was speaking. Moms. Your mom. Yeah, your mom. No, specifically. <laughs> my, my <mom. laughs> I'm like, come on. I want to get the chichis to just really go like, damn, that boy got it. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then and more recent fans or, or followers uh, uh, of the podcast have also referenced your, you know, your 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 talking points. Oh, um, who's it? Who's Adorable, yo! Shout oh, out to yes. Adorable. Shout out to Adorable. Thank uh, you for being yeah. our most recent <laughs> listener. <laughs> That's what listening is. It. It, it means the world to us. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if you tag us on Instagram, um, oh, we we'll will shout you. Yeah. We'll mention you on the podcast. This goes for the first hundred people who do this. Yes. Uh, that's gonna take years, but yes, if you tag us on Instagram that you're listening to this, we'll shout you out. Yeah, straight up. If you tag us and you put down your banking details, we'll ask people to donate to you. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Who doesn't want free money? Yeah, zakat, 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 zakat. I was thinking more like like Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <okay. laughs> Give us your wallet ID. We'll get people to transfer. Uh, shit coins into your wallet. We made a. We're going to make a coin soon. I think one other thing that was kind of fundamentally uh, something something that I realized listening to some of our old episodes was that you and I are um, the type of speakers who are I think more like moderators, mm. Mm. and it's like two moderators speaking to each other. In a yes. Way. Yes. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why the guest thing works. We can kind of like guide the conversation for them to get involved. Yeah. I think that was helpful. 
Um, but for for the episodes where you and I were kind of interacting with each other, um, once kind of because these types of conversations don't naturally just end up ha- being like like don't have a a natural flow for forty minutes consecutively. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Usually we'll stop, we'll drink, we'll go and dance, we'll yeah. like come back. Yeah. Uh, but like if you're if you're sitting in front of a speaker or, or a microphone um, and you're trying to stitch together kind of a story, then someone has to lead conversation mm. um, back and forth, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think you and I both have our own moderating styles. Yeah. I think I've learned some stuff from the past nine episodes. You've learned some stuff from the pa- past nine episodes. I think I'd be curious to understand kind of what you've learned in terms of navigating conversations through this experience. Holy shit. After you said that, I just realized that's exactly what we're doing. Right. <laughs> like that's exactly it. You, you come up like like our our style then becomes like you're you're elaborating on this premise. Yeah. And then at the end of that premise there's a question to me. And then I will then answer and elaborate upon a premise and then ask you uh-huh. you know like yeah, yeah. what about <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Right? Which I mean you're right. I, I think there's a lot of, uh, but you know, between you and I, not only that we um, we tend to give a lot of respect to the speaker, right? So there's no we we don't interrupt each other. We let people finish kind of their thought first and and pin down like oh these are some of the points I kind of want to get back to and and address earlier, mm. um, like an interviewer, mm. you know, uh, of. of like the ones that you kind of see on TV, yeah. right? They'll just let the person kind of finish their thought, but but not like a talk show host, mm. you know? Not like if you watch like Stephen Colbert, for example. It It's more of a conversation and they'll, they'll like sometimes forcefully, and I think that really messes up with the flow of the answer, but sometimes they'll forcefully insert what they wanted to yeah. talk about. Like, didn't you go to this thing? Here, I have a picture of it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> like, I heard your dog just got his balls cut off. Here's a fucking video. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it kind of... But no, I think uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've definitely learned because these things don't have... Uh, like you said, they don't have kind of a natural flow to it. I've definitely learned to, one, hold that focus for a lot longer. Mm. Because I do want to make sure that whatever point I wanted to address stays in my mind by the time you're done mm. giving your full answer. Yeah. So whatever... You know, after your second sentence in, in what's going to be like, you know, whatever your answer might be, I'll have to remember, oh, he said this and I want to kind of pick on that. And this is what I want to respond to it. And two, you learn to really uh, think quickly on your feet. And ideally, I, I'm learning to try to see um, as as you just said what you just said. So earlier you, you were talking about the moderating thing. After you were done saying that and before you asked me, I would ask myself, where would he take this conversation Mm. after this? Not as a trying to... It's a guess only because it makes the ideas that come out when you veer off from my expectation Mm. a lot more clear in my mind. Mm. Like, oh, he said that. So then why didn't he go here, but he went there? Mm. And so even that gap in itself will be, you know somewhere you can mine for questions, mm. kind of. And then, you know, you go through that again. Um, maybe if we were, like, more ratchet and we just started I don't know, interrupting each other, does that make for a livelier podcast, you think? 
I think so. I was about to say that the alcohol component to this actually so being a good moderator, I think, requires you to be very uh, be a very good listener into what the person is is trying to say. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good moderator, you'll actually kind of you shouldn't be afraid of kind of interjecting and asking for clarification or mm-hmm. or kind of like rephrasing uh, your question um, in a certain way that that will help guide the conversation. Yeah. When you get drunk, your oh. listening skills get very, very bad yeah. and you actually let the person talk and talk and talk and talk right. and then they go somewhere that you can't keep up with. Right. I think that's what happens when we get yeah. into, into the 40th minute yeah. and like already finished one and a half bottles and, and I, like I, I, I personally feel like I, I can't keep up with the conversation or your, your, your kind of train of thought right. as easily as in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. And also the fact that our train of thought just goes fucking haywire, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I don't think in a, in a pretty long sentence, I don't think we're as coherent in the last five as, as we would be in the beginning. Mm. Um, let me throw, let me throw this curveball, not curveball, but let me throw this at you. So looking at the episodes that we've recorded, which one stands out to you and for whatever reason? Um, I think the first one stood out to me. Uh, not even the first episode, the introduction stood mm. out to me. <laughs> Um, because of the energy that I think we in, we tried to build into it. Oh. That we couldn't keep up. Oh. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it, it's very telling of what type of energy we thought we would be, right. kind of be oh, able to, to, yeah. to keep up. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was very ratchet from minute one. Yes. And it was just like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Everyone yeah. listen. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? Like, and then you realize like that's really fucking tiring to yeah, keep up for yeah. like a long period of time. And yeah. then when you're trying to deliver a coherent thought, yeah. like that level of energy, like you can't be a frat boy the that's whole true. time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that stood out for me, not, not in a positive way, but like it was a very telling way that I think um, we corrected along the way. You know, that's, that's fucking, it, we know marketing too well. And don't know how to deliver as well as how to market it. Let's use neon, neon like, like vocal wavelengths to try to attract the customer. And we thought we're like, oh yeah, we're totally what it's gonna sound like. And you come in and it's two dudes talking about what's gonna happen to us before we die. You know? Yeah. No, very different vibe. Yeah. I think I think uh, the jealousy one was uh, stood out to me because. A uh, lot of really interesting stories came out of that. Yes, and I yeah. think that's we. Other than kind of like philosophical, like just conjecture and thoughts and um, hypotheticals. Yeah, like Iksan and Kenny were telling us about real, real experiences that we yeah. can kind of like try to unravel. Yeah, oh, I really like that one. Yeah, so I think I think we should definitely incorporate more. Actual storytelling, if not if not a topic like you, you mentioned, regrets uh, of the dying, yeah. coming from a book that that provided a lot of structure, mm-hmm. um, but a story that we know someone can share can also yeah. provide a lot of structure. That's true um, to a conversation. Uh, 
You remember that story? I remember that story. Which That's one? Ixan's one. Ixan's story. That is like the girl like stole his <laughs> stole his like playlist and then started playing at festivals. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. that's a whole new level of Sadan. If you're listening to this, yeah, damn, bro. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I feel for you. <laughs> I think, um, I think. Oh, one of the really good stories that I I thought we started with on episode one was your story about how your mom, uh, your mom conceded to your dad in not letting yes. you go to boarding school. Yes, I think. It put a lot of color and context into the topic that we were going to dive into, yeah. Um, and and just provided just a rich background of kind of who you were and yeah. where you came from. Um, so I, what I'm taking away from it is I, I think I think um, I appreciate real stories that can that can kind of give color to to what the speakers and the guests and the and us. Mm. That's a good. I, yeah, I think so many of them we also kind of approach theoretically, right? Yeah. As in regrets of the dying. Sure, we're projecting into the future, and we're trying to think think about like by the time that time comes, what what's going to go through my head? Yeah. Um, and not so much real stories and real experiences from what we go through. I actually would have thought. So again, this is the you know wondering what would you say, and then trying to calibrated against mm. what you ended up saying. I actually would have thought contentedness would have been your favorite episode. It it's a it's a conversation I've had so many times with so many different types of people. Yeah. I I'm particularly unhappy with how I moderated the the the, <laughs> the I thought they had great inputs. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was particularly unhappy with how I how I kind of like um stitched stitched the the whole thing together. Mm. Um, I've had better conversations that we didn't record around the same topic, so I think that's oh. why I was I didn't I didn't I didn't call that one out. But oh. you, why why did why did you like why do you think I like that one? Oh, I mean, I'm saying it because I know you have that conversation with a lot of people. Yeah, and I know it's um, sort of a thing that is on your mind quite often, and I know you ask about it to other people because it interests you personally, right? Yeah. So I thought in terms of favorite topics. I would have guessed that must you know that would have been your favorite topic. It it probably is my favorite topic. It's not my favorite episode. Okay, got right. it. What about you? Which 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 episodes did you did you find most memorable? Um, I think I, having what you said about the intro, I'd say then the first one to me is the most memorable. The first episode or the intro? The first episode. The, episode, the okay. inherited traditions. Yeah, like. The, the stories are still kind of fresh uh, in my mind. Um, you know, we were still really trying out and, and kind of feeling out what, what this podcast might be like. Um, uh, there were so many times where the tone shifted, like real amateur shit, but I really enjoyed the fact that this is the epitome of trying to wing it. Yeah. You know, first try, one take, no edit. Yeah. Just see what happens. I don't even say we take we do second takes or have edits today. Yeah. But I think in the amount of time we've tried to do this, like you and I work a mic maybe um you know, I wouldn't say significantly better, marginally better. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the the, the first episode to me um we were really trying to really grasping at whatever we could just to keep it going. Yeah. Um, 
I think that will always, based on that alone, will always feel a bit special to me mm. as compared to all the other episodes. We got a bit better. I liked a lot of our guests as we went along. But that first one, uh, your old apartment, you and I, a bottle of Jameson, mm. just trying to wing it. Like I think that's, that's always going to feel a little um, special. Sure. All right. So before we go on to the next part, mm. um, which is going to be about... Uh, looking ahead into season two unless you want to scrap season two and go straight to season three <laughs> we can't come out of season two all right uh so we'll, we'll try to finish season two but before we go on about that um since this is the behind the scenes i would also like you know i want everyone to listen here to know that again these conversations are are normally quite difficult to sustain talking about one specific topic over time because even though when we're drunk, we're talking about these kinds of things, um, there's usually a lot of other conversations slipped into the middle. Mm. Like we'll have a sidebar chat about whatever. So one of our friends, like what someone is going through, how our lives are going. So in the interest of that authenticity, mm. I'm going to spring this on you mm. right now. Warriors and six <laughs> telling you, I've said this all season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good game against Boston last time. Yeah. Uh, Steph had a really shit night. 0 for 9 from 3. Yeah. Um, Wiggins stepped up in a big way. Uh, uh, lockdown defense, I think, across the board, not just Wigs. Um, any, any reason, is there any reason you might think it might go the other way? I haven't been following it as closely uh, as you obviously but like where are they playing next? Boston they were going to play in Boston yeah um, to be honest I think if it were up against like Kobe or LeBron who mm. had like a lot of experience defending kind of the last game yeah um, I would be more inclined to defend uh, Boston in this yeah I think that uh Tatum, I, well, let's, for example, let's bring out one stat. Yeah. Tatum has only lost one Game 7 in his entire career. That's true. Oh, shit. Against LeBron in his first year. So, Is that true? Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's true, yeah. One Game 7. Shit. So, there, there is a fight in him, for sure. Yeah, okay. There is a fight in him. Yeah. But um, I feel like, I feel like, honestly, the... The momentum is, especially with the last game, yeah. Curry having the night that he had, yeah. and the Warriors still winning, yeah. was very, very deflating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Curry will come in, fix, fix, make a, make a bunch of adjustments. Yeah. At the same time, you know, Draymond and Clay and everyone else will kind of come in with, with, with something else. Yeah. And Wiggins is a, at an all-time kind of like confidence high. Yeah. Um, I do think that the momentum is in, in their favor, and I don't know if Tatum has it in him to kind of defend against that he might only have lost one game seven but he's lost a bunch of game sixes exactly yeah exactly so you know yeah. okay yeah 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 so i'm calling it dubs and six yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm inclined to believe the same <sighs> but it doesn't matter to me whatever I mean, you didn't make the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... it doesn't matter. It's either we win the bubble or we don't make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's the Westbrook special. 
Yeah. You know, we'll <laughs> see. And uh, I mean, all, all reports seem to indicate he's not going to move anytime soon. Who? Westbrook. Oh, Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. I heard they were going to trade Wiggins. Wiggins? I thought they were going to trade Wiggins to make cap space for uh, for like Poole and, cool. and the younger guys. If if that is the case, I mean, Poole's contract ends next year. So mm-hmm. not, not this offseason, next offseason. Wiggins also has one more um, season on his contract. So a possibility, but... So a possibility, but that decision will have to be made, like post, post, post the finals. Yeah, post the finals. Um, uh, if you want to pay Jordan Poole like a, a rookie extension max on at the end of next season, you start clearing out cap space by saving money on Wiggins this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like the season after this, mm-hmm. um, possibly. Uh, but I keep thinking like. So I was having this conversation earlier. So something, something, something. Top line Warriors revenue annually um, is seven hundred million bucks. Okay. Right. They are currently fifty million into the luxury tax, mm. with a total salary, annual salary for this year of like three hundred and fifty, including the luxury tax. Mm. So uh, obviously, seven hundred million is top line, and and um, uh, that's only on the Golden State Warriors themselves, mm. not necessarily Chase Center as a as a venue. Mm. Um, so, if uh, if you were Joe Lacob and you were running it and you're making seven hundred a, mo- a year, would you sacrifice a championship team just for some luxury tax discounts? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers are clearly going to win it next year, so, <laughs> so I, uh, he better make some some kind of move. That's all I have to say about that. All right. And that's, uh, that's that's the first behind the scenes. Yeah, that you heard of. And we could maybe edit this out because that went a bit nowhere. <laughs> and it's funny if we edited that part out, but we didn't edit this part out. <laughs> so people don't know what we were talking about. They just know that we like edited that out. All right. <laughs>